1: Locked on. Lock, lock, lock on. Lock, lock on. on. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon. What is going on, buddy? Not much. We
0: are actually 24 hours from some form of football and, and probably some pretty good football. The Thursday night game is going to be good. Uh, but but more importantly, we are less than four days from Dallas Cowboys football on Sunday night against the Los Angeles Rams. So I am excited and uh, mm-hmm. the, the excitement is increasing and I'm certainly ready to sit here and talk Cowboys football with you.
1: Yeah, you know what was crazy, Landon, is the Cowboys today had a Wednesday practice to get prepared for the Rams on Sunday night football. It just seems crazy that it's here here already. We're already talking about uh, injuries and injury statuses, and I'm sure we're going to get an injury report later today. So uh, you know football is here. Let's go ahead and start there. Um, So the Cowboys had a few players uh, that were banged up coming into this week, and we'll start with safety Xavier Woods. Uh, he hurt his groin, I believe it was about 10 days ago. Uh, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound like it's a serious injury, um, but he didn't practice all last week. He did show up to practice today. Um, it, uh, even if it's in a limited status, he did have pads on. It did seem like he was going through some of the drills. Are you concerned about Xavier Wood, Woods in week one or his status for this game against the Rams?
0: Uh, no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not worried about a lot of these kind of nicks and bruises that that are being reported differently. I, I think part of what's going on here is the adjustment by some of the beat writers and some of the people local to the team to how McCarthy's going to announce uh, uh, injuries. And I think you know we're a part of that as well. And just kind of there's a little bit more you know tied to the chest uh, and and just kind of not exactly being forthcoming on the status of players. I tend to think that Xavier, Chidobe, uh, several of these guys that are out, or out, quote-unquote, are, are, you know, they're, they're going to be fine for Sunday. And I think a lot of this is a matter of you know because of this whole disjointed off season uh, we kind of have forgotten that you know the way that it usually works is they push really hard all the way to theater training camp but then they really pull back for the last two weeks and let these guys heal their bodies a little bit and prep to get ready for the week one opponent I think that's what's happening you know just the week of yeah. they're kind of pulling yep. back a little bit and letting uh, you know some of these guys kind of just make sure their bodies are ready to play on
1: Sunday night right and I think I think it was Steven Jones a couple of days ago sounded pretty sure that Xavier was going to be fine out there uh, maybe and I, this is a, a quote from oh man now I can't even remember it was one of the coaches it might have been Brian Flores from the Dolphins saying you know what across the NFL he doesn't expect players to play their normal snaps you know in the first couple of weeks of the season as they kind of get up to speed so it, I don't think it's inconceivable to see that uh xavier woods plays quite a bit but also rotates in you know quite a bit in this game as well um a couple other injuries you talked to chidobe wazia it sounds like he's going to be ready to go what about amari cooper there's been kind of this you know questionable status surrounding him hasn't done much of the last couple of weeks worked on the side today are you concerned about amari uh in this contest
0: not really. I mean, he's he was out there with pads on, you know. I mean, I think the, the thing that's going around is him being on the cords, but he was on cords during a special teams practice that he's not going to be involved in. So, yeah. I mean, again, I think everyone's kind of just recalibrating everything to getting back into the regular season and remembering, you know. It, 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 and really, Marcus, like I feel like we do this every year, right? Like where it's just like having to get the fans to recalibrate to what week-to-week football is like, that these guys get beat up and that there's, you know, there's days that they take off and, and that it's, that they, it takes resilience to get through the football season. People are going to get hurt. You're not going to have perfect health. And, 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 and I'm not saying that that's what's going on here necessarily, but it, it is something that we need to kind of get ourselves ready for that injuries are going to happen. So uh, I tend to think that this is uh, precautionary, And a lot of, uh, you know, kind of just making sure that your key players are ready. Uh, I think if if, if Cooper was seriously injured, he wouldn't be out standing on the field with pads on, you know?
1: Yeah, I I agree. I also think it's going to be interesting to follow how uh, McCarthy does these injuries. Because, like, in in previous seasons under Jason Garrett, um, we had a pretty good idea for, like, depending on the player. So, like, Tyron Smith or Zach Martin or, or Lyle Collins... They could miss Wednesday and Thursday, but as long as they were limited in some cases, even if they didn't practice on Friday, they, they still had a chance to play on Sunday. I'm going to be curious to see, you know, is McCarthy going to be, you know, very picky on, hey, these guys have to at least practice two out of the three days before we suit them up. Is he going to be dependent on the player? Like, could somebody like Amari technically be listed as no practice today, limited Thursday, limited Friday, and still go on Sunday? my gut says yes but what do you think about that
0: yeah i mean i think it's it's look i mean i, I think that a lot of the kind of normal rules are being thrown out the window right because of this yeah. i think it's you know they they're trying to everyone's trying to do what they can and and frankly i, I you know i think that a lot of what's going on uh is is in response to the player tracking data. I think a lot of what's going on is based on the idea that they know that they didn't get, uh, you know, the full offseason to kind of ramp up into the regular season, and I and I think you know, getting. How do I say this? I think every player's ramp up to the season is different, you know? And I think that sure, sure. when we cut all of everything short, it's kind of still difficult for them to parse, okay, who still is kind of working themselves into shape? Who is ready to go? I think it's a lot more, uh, uh, you know, wide variety of spectrum on, on, on how ready for NFL football, All and I don't mean just our team, I mean all teams you know, because of this schedule. So I think that that's what a lot of NFL coaches are probably dealing with is, you know, they they feel like, normally they probably get to this point in a regular season and you feel like even if you're you have more than enough time to get your players ready right it's to the point yeah, where you're yeah. even cutting back for some of your main players so they they don't get overworked and 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 you get to see some of your young players here there's so little time that there's actually a concern that you're not getting some of these guys enough work to be ready for the regular season so i think there's a lot more of having to kind of check in with the players individually to see exactly where they are in their ramp up to get ready for regular season football.
1: Landon, do you know what I'm excited for? I'm excited for us on Monday night to dive into the all 22. And to do that, you need to sign up for NFL game pass. If you want to do that with us, Uh, it's one of my favorite things every week is to to dive into that all 22, tweet out some videos and some pictures of what went on during the games Um, This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays. And you can see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. I got to say, I use that a ton because I can't watch every game on Sunday. Monday morning, I'll throw on three or four games and just plow through them. It's absolutely fantastic. You can relive all the gutsy calls, great catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, and Amari Cooper, and many, many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL film's archives. Go to nfl.com gamepass game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: Okay, Lena, the Cowboys released their first unofficial, that's very important, unofficial <laughs> depth chart on uh, Tuesday. Um, there was some surprises. I had some, saw some people making fun of the Cowboys because they only listed 10 starters. Uh, but they're not going to give away who's playing in the slot and which other tight end might be lining up at fullback. Um, what was your biggest takeaway from the first depth chart of the year?
0: People really, really uh, get heated about depth chart conversations. Um, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I think uh, the organization was interest uh, was interesting. Um, you know, just the way it was. You know, uh, laid out. Uh, I think the include
1: is that like did you, you thought you thought it looked good on whatever p- software program they made it. That's what that's what <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. It was just uh, it just looked, uh, it uh, looked clean very well, fall, very it's very well very well uh, done. It's actually designed of the page. Uh, I like the the URL.
1: I thought that's where uh, you were
0: going. <laughs> uh, no, I, I meant more like you know, in the sense that they are listing uh, uh, Alden Smith and Dornce Armstrong as Sam linebackers, which you know, if, I mean, if you. <laughs> it's you know it's like I, they're going to play so much variety that that yeah. that you know this and, and this could be what a base defense looks like you know with 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 some three four principles maybe they are playing some more men, men on the line of scrimmage I just can't see you know and and, and look in, a, in several four three overs and in, in obviously in a three four you have you have I'll say a, a Sam linebacker on the line of scrimmage right so I mean they sure. listed. Yeah. You know, five guys there that are starters that are going to be that typically play with their hands on, on the on the ground, or at least are playing on the line of scrimmage, right? So, uh, and maybe in you know, I've, maybe they'll play a little bit of five man defensive line, you know, five guys on the, in order to counteract some of the wide zone stuff. That's that's certainly a possibility. I just think that you know, this to me reads like. <laughs> this to me reads like they're trying to get as many people listed as starters on defense as possible <laughs> without stepping on any toes. And like, yeah. it's, I don't know. I, I just, I think that it, it's, this isn't very helpful, I guess is my point. <laughs> you know, the, the only thing that's really informative is that they, for some reason, listed Anthony Brown above a Chadobia which may be injury related, but honestly, like this is, this seems like this is a case where, hey coach uh they uh the NFL requires that you re- release a depth chart uh every week yep, yep. oh uh okay uh well uh here up, up, uh, and here you go i like think that's that's what this is and then you know i just I don't starting and stuff. Is it's stuff that you know? I, and, and the counter argument to this is always, well, the agents use it when you know they're they're uh, they're negotiating these contracts. I, I mean, the agents could could hold up a picture of Mickey Mouse and point to it and say, "Hey, this means my guy should hold more money." That doesn't mean that it's an actual valid point. These things are kind of silly, and 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 I guess it's like it, it's informative in the sense that you know some of these things are maybe more official. Like I guess Tristan Hill is a starter at defensive tackle. But you know, I would not be diving headfirst into this to you know decipher every single little bit. I, I really do think that the idea is that you know this is kind of just very casually done, and the the defense is gonna and the offenses that are gonna be put out there and the personnel that's gonna be dictated by who they're facing. You know, not not you know on some sort of timeline in order to yeah. make sure everyone knows who's who's the starter is at, at position X.
1: <clears throat> the only thing that I took away from it that was interesting was that. Trevon Diggs was listed as a starter. Typically, and please correct me if I'm wrong, coaches seem hesitant to put rookies into the starting lineup. They're almost always going to opt for a veteran, even if it's just by name only. Um, I I just thought it was interesting that Diggs was listed ahead of Awuzie. Now, that could be an injury-related thing, uh, but I don't necessarily think it is. I think Trevon Diggs is going to play a lot uh, in Week 1. I think they're going to need him especially if they're rotating all these defensive backs in. But that was my only takeaway. It's just not too often that you see second-round picks in the secondary listed with the starters heading into week one, right? That had to be one of your biggest takeaways as well.
0: Sure. I mean, I I, I, I kind of at the point, honestly, that I've assumed that Diggs is the starter, you know, because – I mean, just that, and I think you're right to be surprised. uh, Absolutely. I guess my surprise was a little bit more upstream. You know, I just, I I think, I think, I think, you know, this, this kind of drives it home that yes, he is the starter. And, and the fact that they are starting a second round uh, pick at, at cornerback in, especially this season, you know, um, with, with everything that's going on with COVID is, is surprising, but it's also Mm -hmm. something that we've been prepped for by, you know, weeks and weeks of talk about this sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I think Diggs is going to have a big role for the Cowboys this season. I'm really excited to see uh, how he fits into this defense. Um, Landon, we're going to make some predictions on the Cowboys season in just a second. Uh, But One more little newsy thing from yesterday, and I'm I'm sure you saw this. Uh, The Cowboys signed Randy Gregory to a Mm one-year contract extension that keeps him on the team through the 2021 season season. Um, Remember, Gregory was drafted in the 2015 drafts. You know, this is like the longest rookie contract (laughs) in the history of rookie contracts. Uh, It's pretty incredible. Um, But what does that contract say to you about how the Cowboys believe that Gregory could fit into this defense over, you know, the the 10 games that he'll be eligible to play this year and following uh, season?
0: Well, you know, I'll say this. I think that I, and this is a comment on Jerry Jones that that goes beyond just this. I think Jerry is a, is a a good person when it comes to giving people second chances. I think that's always been something that he's wanted to associate Forever, himself yeah. with. I think part of that, and this is you know the slyness of Jerry Jones, and and frankly, you know this. I think him being able to read the wins and that sort of thing is also. You know, what kind of maybe has changed his mind on some of these other prominent, you know, things that we're talking about in the media in regards to Jerry Jones. I think he's really good at seeing the upside uh, for himself in, in in helping other players. And I, and I think the part of what's going on with Randy Gregory is that. You know he stuck with Randy through thick and thin on this, and, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, there's no way that that Randy could feel anything but I would hope, the gratitude for what the Cowboys have done on their part for, for on behalf of him. And this none of this has been their issue; it's been the NFL's issue. So I, I'm assuming that the back end of this is that if Randy Gregory comes out and finally come turns into the player that. We all thought that he could be, or I mean, frankly, the player that he's flashed when he's been on the field, he's the player
1: that he is, yeah, just the player that he is at this peak, yeah, yeah. sure.
0: I th- I'm assuming that there's going to be a, a contract extension beyond that, that is, especially for a player of his quality, probably mm-hmm. going to be very team friendly, you know. I and I and I think that that's ultimately the long game here is that, hey, I stuck with you on this. If you if you end up developing, you're going to get your money, but you're going to do it on my terms, you know. And sure. and I think that sure. that's that's a good way to kind of more permanently and more cheaply shore up uh, a, a, a pass rusher opposite of De- Demarcus Layer, DeMarcus, Demarcus Demarcus, Demarcus Lawrence, beyond just this season.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's actually twofold too. I think. Part of it is you're dangling that carrot of, in front of Randy Gregory to, you know, make sure he's doing everything to be eligible to be on the field, right? So there's some, uh, some guaranteed money in there if he's eligible. I'm sure he was eligible.
0: in debt, too. Like, I mean, just to be uh, honest. I, like, that's,
1: that, that's the part I was going to get to, actually. The next part is over the last year and a half, Gregory was actually working at an Amazon shipping yeah. facility just to try to make ends meet for his family. So. I also think this is a little way for Jerry Jones to say, hey, you're on this team. Let's focus on football. I don't want you stressing about, about out about money and how to feed your family and all that kind of stuff. Let's just do everything possible to get you to be a, a star defensive end in the NFL. I think, I think that certainly factored into it as well. Also, at the same time, motivating him to make sure that he stays eligible, stays healthy, stays clean for uh, the foreseeable future. Um, Let's take a quick break, and then we'll get to some game predictions. I wanted to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar out there, bar none. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavor. It's, It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, with low sugar, and no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. And they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you get $10 off any order. Uh, and that's even if you've already bought a box. Go use that promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off uh, your next order. Right now, they're also giving away a free cooler with an order of a new box. Take that cooler with you, throw it in your golf cart. It uh, keeps your built bars cold only while supplies last. Again, that's builtbar.com, promo code locked on.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Okay, Landon, so we've got a preview show coming up on Friday where we're going to break down the Cowboys matchups against the Rams. Uh, on Thursday, we got a crossover podcast coming out. Uh, so today is our last day to look ahead to the 2020 season. Uh, You know, not just one game, but for the entire year. So let's go ahead and make some predictions Hmm. on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. The Cowboys win total is set at nine and a half. Uh, I know you're not a a gambling and betting man, but I want your take on that. Do you think the Cowboys win more uh, than nine and a half games this season?
0: I do. I think uh, I, I I can understand that 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 line there. I mean, it's it's nine a good number. I think there, but I, I do think it's the over. Um, I I, th- I think that this is obviously a very talented team. We've seen that uh, they've made a lot of the changes. You know, I, I was on the uh, the uh, locked on uh, Rams crossover podcast. Uh, we recorded those yesterday. Uh, just to peel the curtain back a little bit, and and I think that. One of the things that I kept on talking about, and I guess I hadn't really realized it until I spoke to somebody outside of the, uh, outside of the our group, right? That
1: yeah. that the, yeah. the
0: level of excitement in and around the building and, and 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 positive energy going with this team is is very strong, and and I think that this this is a team that feels very good about their their chances are very confident, and I think that that is going to kind of roll into the season really well. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to think that this is a a, a Uh, I think that even last year, this was a more talented team than eight or nine wins. Um, The the question is more about, you know, getting the most out of this talent. Uh, So yeah, if I was forced to bet on this, I I would definitely um, take the, take the over on that.
1: Yeah. So I actually don't think that nine and a half win total is reflective of the Cowboys, you know, to say, I think it's more showing out how strong the conference is because you have other teams that I think people like quite a bit, like the the Seahawks are at nine and a half wins. The Saints are at mm-hmm. ten and a half wins. They've won at least thirteen games in three straight seasons. Uh, it, it's just you know the 49ers are at ten and a half wins. It's just a really good conference. So yeah, it won't be surprising if a couple of those games flip the wrong way for the Cowboys and they end up at eight and eight, or if they go the right way and they end up at ten and six or eleven and five. It's just a it's a really difficult conference. So. Uh, That makes a lot of sense to me. All right, let's do some more uh, player futures for the Cowboys because I always think those are interesting. Uh, Dak Prescott's passing yards for this season, Landon, are set at 4,500. Do you think he he exceeds 4,500 passing yards this year? (sighs) So he threw for 4,900 last year. And actually, I'm wrong. It's at 4,200, not 40. Oh yeah, give me the over on that for sure. Okay, what if it's at 4,500? That would be 4,500
0: is right where I'm at at like a d- discomfort. I would say because the thing is, I just picked them to win more than nine games. I you know I I think if they're if they're winning a bunch of games, then. There's a point when throwing the football, uh, the, the yardage totals is actually an indication of bad stuff. You know, it,
1: it, it is. It, it really is. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I, I, I tend to think that you know 4500 is right at the spot where you should take some examination on how the team how the mm. team was.
1: You know, like yeah, I, I agree. Actually, I think. If, they, if they're closer to 42 than 45, it probably means they're just a better team, Yeah, right? or, or there's an injury, and hopefully that's not the case. Yeah. But it probably means the Cowboys are a better team. Uh, I agree with you. I think I think over makes sense at that 4,200 mark. Uh, the next one, Ezekiel Elliott, rushing yards. Uh, just at 1,300, are you saying over under there? Huh. Uh, just for rushing yards? Just rushing yards. That feels a little high. That today.
0: does. I was gonna say push or under, probably, just because I think his total yards will probably be close to what he's he's had in the past, but I think that the distribution will be different.
1: Yep, I agree. I think I think twelve hundred yards with higher efficiency than ever before, maybe some more targets out of the backfield. I, th- I think that makes sense. All right, we'll run through these last three really quickly. Receiving yards, Amari Cooper, a thousand over under. Over. Over okay, CD Lamb receiving yards seven hundred over under over. And Michael Gallup wide receiver yards at uh, receiving yards at so, nine hundred. Want to make sure I got it right nine hundred over. Man, you love this Cowboys. I, I mean, I think I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. Look, I mean, they, they, yeah, that's what they
0: had, you know, they had basically enough to throw for, you know, they had the equivalent of being able to throw four 1,000-yard receivers last year.
1: Right. I, what I think is going to happen is I think we, we both, like, as we talked about before, we think that passing yard total is probably going to be close to 4,500. We just think it's going to be condensed down to really four targets between the three receivers, Blake Jarwin, and then some of it goes to the you know the running backs and Zeke and Pollard I I don't expect a ton of production out of guys like Dalton Schultz and Cedric Wilson so yeah I don't think it's all that unrealistic to think you have let's say even 2,000 yard receivers and another receiver at 800 and a tight end at 700 I I, I don't think that's all that unrealistic correct
0: yeah I mean uh I think that it's 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 it was basically sustained last year. It's just a redistribution of all those of all those yards. So, exactly. uh, yeah, I, I think the Cowboys are going to focus on getting the balls the balls to their best players.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to get to see that offense on full display in Week One against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So again, Thursday there's a crossover podcast uh, with Landon and Locked On Rams. Friday we'll be back to preview the Cowboys. Week one game with the Rams. Wow. Football season wow. this year. I, I can't wait. Wow. It's so exciting. Yeah, it is. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.